Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. Hey folks, it's Dr. Sam and I want to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. Today we are simulcasting with Facebook Live and uh, so I really hope you enjoy the show. We've got some great Q&A. Yeah, so stay tuned. Hey everybody, good evening. Welcome to Facebook Live and I'm happy to be back on the air. So we've got some really good questions tonight. Before I do that, I want to make a special announcement. This is a special one. My upcoming class on how to heal your cataracts. That's right, instead of doing cataract surgery, you can take my class and learn how to reverse cataracts and improve lens health. So this is a two-week intensive. It starts on Saturday, September 11th, and it runs for two weeks. We meet about every other day. So it is an intensive. It's a deep immersion. Even if you don't have cataracts, this would be a show uh, that I would recommend because in this workshop, you're going to learn how to be proactive with not only your lens health, but your overall eye health and probably your wellness as, as in addition to that. So if you want to sign up, you can do so through my website, drsamburn.com. I also have an announcement on Facebook and it's in my bio on Instagram. If you have questions about it, you can contact me at uh, hello at drsamburn.com. So I want to start off the show and I want to take a question from an active patient of mine. And she writes and says, I had the second cataract surgery on the left eye on June 15th of this year. Well, let me give you a little backstory. This is a person who I have been working with in vision therapy for many years and uh, helped her finally navigate the surgery maze and she had cataract surgery on her right eye which was super successful. So you know sometimes folks you do need cataract surgery and there are ways that you can navigate it so that you have a very successful positive outcome. So that's a little backstory. So her right eye was already done. It's about her left eye. So she had the surgery and she went back for an immediate follow-up. And while reading the eye chart, she noticed that something was not there before, not ever. And what she noticed was that when she read the chart with the left eye, that's the eye that she just had the 
interocular lens put in that there was a blank spot and she found this of course very troublesome. And this seemed to happen when she was reading the smaller letters of the eye chart and basically they, uh, the ophthalmologist then did an OCT on her and found that she has the beginning signs of macular degeneration. So let's get this straight. She had the cataract surgery in the right eye, everything went well. She had cataract surgery in the left eye and the next follow-up they diagnosed her with macular degeneration. So she, of course she's very concerned about that so I want to address that issue. She also uh, said that um, another issue she has with the left eye is that this is the eye that she had the surgery on, that uh, her eye feels heavy since the surgery and it makes her tired and uh, she's concerned about this. Now the third issue that she has from the cataract surgery is that in the far corner of the, the left eye, sometimes she sees a little bit of a kind of a shimmer and the ophthalmologist said, well, your brain will just override that. Okay, so let's address these issues because there's a lot of people out there that get cataract surgery and sometimes these kinds of things come up. So first let's address the, the new diagnosis, macular degeneration. There's a trend that happens when people get cataract surgery because when they get cataract surgery, usually it's because their vision is very foggy or blurry and so they're not able to pick up detail as well as you know when their eyes were clear. So when you put the interocular lens in, of course, it accents or spotlights that very acute detail that you weren't aware of for probably a good period of time. So it is ripe to then see, oh yes, I'm, I'm now developing macular degeneration. Well, I don't think you're just developing it. I think it's something that very slowly begins to creep up on us. And when you get cataract surgery and they put in the clear lens, a lot of times this is when you first notice or discover the macular degeneration and it's been there for a while. Now, there's the less serious type of macular degeneration called dry macular degeneration and there is the more serious kind of macular degeneration which is called wet macular degeneration. In this case, it sounds like that my patient is suffering from some very early stages of dry macular degeneration. So if you have to get the news, it's actually good news because there's so many things that you can do from a proactive perspective to improve the macular health. So let's run through the list. Number one, you need to really boost your carotenoids. The three that I recommend are lutein, and you want to do about 16 milligrams a day, six milligrams a day of zeaxanthin, that's the second carotenoid, these are plant-based, and then the third one is astaxanthin, which is a marine carotenoid, although you can get it in a microalgae form, and you want to do about 12 milligrams a day. You should be taking that amount every day. Now, 
you can get this through your foods very easily in a plant-based diet, except of course for the astaxanthin. Think red, orange, yellow, green vegetables. These are really uh, important for your macular health. The lutein is more on the green vegetable side. The zeaxanthin is more on the red, orange vegetable side. So that's, that's a given. The next thing that you want to do is get yourself a good pair of blue blocking filters. Now my patient is well educated so she has a pair of my blue blockers so she's got that covered. And by the way, when you've had cataract surgery, you want to ask your surgeon is there both UV protection in the new lens that he or she is inserting and is there a blue blocking filter? A lot of times in question one the answer is yes. The UV protection is pretty standard, but number two, the blue blocking filter, not so much. So you have to make sure they're going to put the blue blocker in the uh, interocular lens. Okay, next I would add some other nutrients that I think are really crucial for eye health. Liposoma glutathione, this is the master antioxidant. You can actually get that in a sublingual spray. You can contact me if you, uh, if you need a source. Make sure you're getting vitamin A. Make sure you're getting taurine, bilberry, your trace minerals like magnesium, chromium, selenium. Selenium works really well with glutathione. It actually helps in the production of glutathione. So you want to make sure you're getting a lot of really high concentration eye nutrients. So now we're talking about the berry family. I think that, you know, in season, blueberries, raspberries, those would be something that I would uh, also add. Curcumin and saffron have been shown to be very helpful for macular health. I did a video blog not too long ago on the research on saffron. It's a, a spice that you can either uh, cook with or you can get it um, sometimes in an essential oil. I would uh, get it in, a, in some kind of a, a spice where you can cook with it because it is very expensive. You can take that daily. Curcumin, which is in the Indian spice turmeric, is also super great. Obviously, inflammation is an issue, so anything that you can do to reduce inflammation in your body, eating more of an anti-inflammatory diet is really helpful. I like the Mediterranean diet. It's a nice middle of the road, especially if you do eat, you know, uh, animal products. Resveratrol is another really high potency antioxidant that you could take. And... Omega-3 fish oil. You know, studies show that the DHA and omega-3 is super important for eye health, brain health, neurological health, heart health. It's very anti-inflammatory. And my eye exercises. I think the eye exercises that help you use your two eyes together. Now, this patient has got a whole encyclopedia of eye exercises that I've given her. So I would do things like the eye dialogue. I would do the yin-yang peripheral vision exercise. I would do the Brock string. I would do the magic eye 3D picture. And I would spend 15 to 20 minutes every day 
exercising your eyes. You know, when we have any surgery, there's always a, a physical therapist right there to help you integrate the surgery. But in eye surgery, there's never any talk about surgery, uh, physical therapy. So what you have to do, dear, is you have to do your own eye physical therapy. And if you do that, you're going to start engaging both eyes together. You know, I haven't been, you haven't been using the right eye for a long time. Now you're engaging both eyes together and really establish, establish that peripheral vision in a 3D experience. So those would be th some things I would do there. Now, in terms of the, the heaviness, my suggestion would be do, to do the, both the 5% and the 15% MSM four to six times a day. And I would do the eye massage on the eyelids. I think that there's probably some residual inflammation going on. So the MSM would be great, both five and 15%. You mentioned that you use the homeopathic drops. You can use those in between. And then in the evening, you got a couple of choices. I would get some organic hexane-free castor oil and do a massage on the eyelids. I would also consider maybe getting some eyebright tea, brewing it up, let it cool down. And uh, you can strain the tea into a mason jar, put it in the refrigerator, and you can use it as a lovely compress, uh, at least in the evening. I probably would do morning and evening until that heaviness goes away. Another great uh, herbal tea that I use is a combination of chamomile and fennel, putting those together and uh, again, brewing it up, letting it cool down, straining it into a mason jar, putting it in the refrigerator, and then uh, you, know, you can use it for say three or four days, get a nice soft cloth and place it over your eyes for a few minutes. That can also take the heaviness away and really help you. So that's my prescription for you. I would work with it for three months and then send me an email. And uh, you've helped so many people by sending me this question. I want to thank you so much and I wish you the best of luck. All right. So we've got a lot of people here on Facebook tonight. I want to thank you all for joining me. We're going to go to about 630 Mountain Time. So if you've got any questions, feel free to... Uh, to email me on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, we're going to take a question on TikTok. Hey, those of you that uh, want to follow me on TikTok, I am putting out some really great videos on different uh, conditions like mold in the eyes. You know, we can actually, with our, if we get exposed to mold, it can affect our eye health. We can get things like floaters and other retinal inflammatory diseases. It's pretty brutal. Um, also doing some videos on TikTok uh, about the, the value of the sun, getting sun gazing every day. And we need about 30 minutes of natural sunlight every day. So um, anyway, follow me on TikTok. I've got some really cool uh, videos on there. All right, so on TikTok, this is a short question. This is from a, a gentleman who's got myopia, nearsightedness, and he wants to know if he can get a reduced prescription and how that might help him. So the answer to the, to the question is go to your eye doctor, ask him or her for a prescription 
for your computer distance. You don't even have to tell him it's reduced because he's going to give you a reduced prescription. You need less nearsighted prescription on the computer than you do for distance. And so the idea is, is that you're going to get that prescription and you can start wearing it beyond the computer, like indoors, take walks with it and make a comparison between the computer glasses, which are going to be weaker and your distance driving glasses, which are going to be stronger and tighter. And you're going to notice in a very short period of time that your computer prescription feels really relaxing. And if you start wearing that for a couple months, eventually it's going to become your distance glasses. So that's a great way for you to enter the realm of reducing your prescription without having to get into some confrontation. Cause I know some of my colleagues are not really hip on reduced prescriptions, even though it works really, really well. All right, let's come back to Facebook. We have D on the line. D says, I have AMD. Will I be able to rewatch this since I didn't catch all of your info? Well, D, the great news is this, that uh, my production team is recording this. So it's going to be on one of my podcasts that's going to be coming up. So you can find me on Spotify or iTunes or just my website. Probably in the next week or two, I will have this up as a podcast. And we will also put it up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So you'll be able to rewatch it. Um, and if you can't find it, just send us an email at hello at drsamburn.com and we'll be happy to send you the link. All right, let's take a question about glaucoma. This is a lady who is suffering from open angle glaucoma and she is taking an eye drop called Latanoprost. It's a pretty common eye drop for glaucoma. Unfortunately, she's getting a lot of redness and blurriness, irritation, and she wants to know what are some alternative things that we can do to reverse glaucoma. Well, the first thing to know is that glaucoma is a disease of circulation. There's a impediment in your circulation system and some of the research studies that I have found actually say that glaucoma can start in the brain. Isn't that interesting? Now we know the eyes originate from the brain and there's a very intimate relationship between the eyes and the brain. But if we have a circulation problem in the brain, sometimes this can translate into glaucoma in the eye. Now with open angle glaucoma, this is the most common type, and there are two things that can happen. One is that we're not producing enough aqueous fluid in the eye. The second is, is that we're producing enough fluid, but there's some impediments in the mesh, the meshwork, trabecular meshwork in the eye, internal part of the eye. And this causes an increase in the eye pressure, which begins to damage the optic nerve. So when you have glaucoma, you need to think optic nerve. Your optic nerve needs protection because it is going to get damaged over time if you're not able to improve your eye circulation. 
And the eye drops, the pharmaceutical eye drops are symptom-based. They're not really treating the cause. And, you know, honestly, they don't work that well. A lot of people start off with the eye drops and then they need to get some kind of laser procedure. So what I'm going to spell out to you, what I'm going to lay out with you to you are some things that you can do proactively to begin to treat the causes. So simply said, in protecting the optic nerve, the optic nerve likes three components. Actually, it likes more, but these are the top three. Number one, omega-3 fatty acids. You got to boost those. Get a very high quality omega-3. I would suggest uh, there's a company called Metagenics and they have an Omegagenics Omega-3. I would get the 1,000. This, uh, this particular dose would be great for you, and I would probably be doing two to 3,000 milligrams a day as a way to protect your optic nerve health. Number two, there's a amino acid that I have put in my eye vitamin that is really critical for optic nerve health, and that is taurine. Taurine is an amino acid, really important for optic nerve health. And number three, my top three, the third is ginkgo. Ginkgo has been shown in low dose, you don't need to take a large dose, but in low dose to help improve eye circulation. So those would be some things I would do to protect the optic nerve. Some other things I would consider would be number one, bilberry. So bilberry is of course from bear, the berry family. It's got something in it called flavonoids, which protect the retina against oxidative stress. So the last question where we were talking about the patient of mine who had cataract surgery, bilberry is important because it does protect the retina against oxidative stress. And when we start getting oxidative stress, then we get free radical damage and this begins to damage our very sensitive eye tissue. Next, I would consider coenzyme Q10. This is not talked about in the eye care field, but CoQ10 is a, it's an essential cofactor and it helps in the production of mitochondria. So mitochondria are those energy producing organelles in all of our cells, but especially in the eyes, and they help produce ATP, which can help take out the recycling bin. In other words, get rid of free radical damage, oxidative stress. Again, if you're suffering macular degeneration or glaucoma, I would consider CoQ10 maybe somewhere around 200 milligrams uh, per day. Again, you can check with your physician, make sure you're okay to do that. Again, I want to circle back to ginkgo. I think for glaucoma, ginkgo, ginkgo extract is wonderful. It's got something in it called polyphenols. Polyphenols again, have demonstrated a neuroprotective effect on our retinal ganglion cells. So if you suffer, again, macular degeneration, 
cataracts, glaucoma, any retinal dystrophies, um, diabetic retinopathy, I would consider maybe somewhere around 150 to 200 milligrams a day of ginkgo. That's very, very helpful in terms of your vascular health. My number four go-to for glaucoma is something called alpha-lipoic acid. This is also a, an essential cofactor. It supports cellular energy production. It is a super powerful antioxidant. It is great for optic nerve health. You know, I've used it for people that have optic neuritis, which is a inflammation of the optic nerve, papilledema, glaucoma. So alpha lipoic acid is another one. I would recommend somewhere around two to 300 milligrams a day of uh, alpha lipoic acid. And my number five in glaucoma would be curcumin. Now I talked a little bit about curcumin. This is a very bright yellow pigment and it is from the turmeric root. You know, one of the things I like to do every morning, I make a morning smoothie. I have a Vitamix and I get fresh turmeric root, little turmeric root and ginger root in my Vitamix along with medicinal mushrooms and kale and maybe a little grapefruit and lime. Uh, you know, some other things like celery and cucumber, and I use a, a, either a matcha green tea or um, a medicinal mushroom tea like chaga, and I grind that up, and that is a great morning cocktail. And so curcumin is one of the things I've discovered that is super helpful for any kind of retinal degeneration, whether it's macula, retina, optic nerve. You know, down the road, they're talking about actually producing a curcumin eye drop that would be used for glaucoma. I actually reported on a study. This was from Europe, and uh, it's not there yet, but it's, um, it's coming. And to be able to get a curcumin eye drop, to me, would be amazing. There is a product on the market that combines um, liposomal curcumin with resveratrol. So that could be a supplement that you could use for, you just have to Google it, but the, the combination of curcumin and resveratrol are very, very, very effective at uh, this neuroprotective agent in our retina. Because you know what? We're on screens all day. And it's like going to a tanning salon, but instead of you're done with the tanning salon in five to seven minutes, you're being exposed to this damaging blue light from the time you wake up in the morning and turn on your phone to before you go to bed and you're reading your iPad Kindle at bedtime. So it's important for you to really boost your antioxidants because you only get two eyes and if they, um, you know, if they start failing you, you know, this is where, you know, if you go down the allopathic eye care slide, it's very difficult to get off the Ferris wheel because once procedures start happening, you get things like, um, um, you know, inflammation and scar tissue and things like that. 
So you want to avoid those things by being proactive. And let me say this, that I think lifestyle is such an important part to the puzzle. You know, there's a lot of natural functional medicine doctors, health coaches that are talking about the importance of lifestyle, probably more than ever in this, you know, pandemic energy that we're all influenced by. Get out and get some exercise. Take a walk. Improve your lymphatic health by walking 60 minutes a day at least. Getting back into nature. Get outside. Minimize your blue light exposure or if you're going to do blue light exposure, make sure you're getting your vitamin D3. Very, very, very important. All right, so in terms of this glaucoma question, I hope that this has been helpful. I want to thank you so much. It's great to have you. All right, I think we're going to do maybe one more question. And uh, I really appreciate your comments, your interest. Thank you so very much. Okay, this is Lisa. I'm having floaters that look like looking through water droplets. I've just lost 29 pounds. Is there a connection? You know, Lisa, I just did a video blog on fasting and eyes. And in that particular video blog, in my research, I found that people that go through a fasting process or they're in some, you know, either a ketogenic diet or they're just in a process of losing weight, they can go through a period where their eyesight gets blurry. You know, you probably know this, Lisa, but in Chinese medicine, what organ most influences our eyes? Yes, that's correct. The liver. And so if you're doing any kind of detoxing, losing weight, you know, uh, using the infrared sauna, doing coffee enemas, you know, any of these things, the liver is probably going to be working hard at getting rid of all the toxicities that we are constantly being exposed to unless we do complete organic farmer's market. You know, we're really vigilant in what we're eating and putting into our bodies. So with the floaters, my suggestion would be to get my 15% MSM drops. Now, I'm not allowed to say that MSM drops and how they affect floaters, but go on my website and look at the reviews of my 15% MSM. And these are people who've had great success. What I can say about the 15% MSM is that it really supports your collagen health and the vitreous is a collagen sack made of proteins, amino acids, and water. And if you're getting these kinds of water droplets in your vitreous, there's something going on in your collagen integrity. And this is a very common situation, so hydrate, hydrate your eyes, I would consider my exercise, the Palm Hum. You can find that on my website. And um, keep in touch with me, Lisa, and congratulations on taking charge of your health. So, ladies and gentlemen, the evening has become late. I'm going to need to go. But I want to thank you all for tuning in and making, uh, making this part of your day 
And uh, again, we will replay this on Facebook. I've got my production team. We have a video. We've got our podcast going. So you'll be able to watch and see this in a variety of different ways. I will be back next week. Please, please send me your questions if you've got them. I'm happy to interact with you. Hello at drsamburn.com. Don't forget about my cataract class coming up September 11th. Okay, everybody, until next time, have a good day. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.